We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so today we're going to go at a question based on the details. Like, do details matter specifically related to Christianity? (laughs) Well, some people say the devil's in the details. That is true. And, you know, that's probably true in the sense of Christianity that the devil would like us either to focus on a detail or two and ignore the big picture, mm. or the devil would like us to ignore all the details and only focus on the big picture. Okay. But you could say that God is in the details. <laughs> so I guess just to kick things off, when we say the word detail, lots of people are going to think different things. Are we talking about like some minute piece of sand that isn't worth thinking about or are we just saying there's more than one broad statement that's related to maybe how we live out our christian life okay so there are some basic foundational principles of our christianity of our faith you know the the oneness of god god is the creator the the sinfulness of man the the redemptive plan of God in sending Christ, his death, his resurrection, and how we've got to put our trust in those things. Yeah. Uh, the general idea of, of trusting in Jesus and all those things, his promise of coming and eternal life. <clears throat> those things are fundamental. Okay. But if it remains those foundational truths without the actual how mm. of living out submission to Christ every day, then I think we're we're missing some very important details. Some people seem to me, and I may be wrong, y'all help me out there, seem to me to think that if we generally accept those things we just talked about and if we generally believe in Christ, we don't need to be too worried about the details or the specific commands of God mm. okay. about how we go about uh, living our life. I was going to say, so we're getting more towards the how we live out our Christian life less about what are the core maybe tent poles tenets of christianity sort of idea yeah and how we live out meaning what does god require us what does god command us to do in living out this sounds a lot like the <clears throat> how do we become the new man that's talked about yeah. how how do we become the new creation and jed told me good old jed he told me that we need to actually come from Scripture on this. And so thanks to Jed. Yeah, because we don't do that. We're going to do that. <laughs> so let's start with Matthew twenty-three, twenty-three. Okay. Where Jesus was talking to some people who emphasized some, some details mm-hmm. and ignored some of the big stuff. Matthew okay. 23, 23. 23, 23. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! 
For you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Okay, now let's just settle right there. Okay. These meaning the weightier matter of the law, the justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have done these things Mm -hmm. without neglecting the other things. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus' statement there is to people who were feeling holy because they really emphasized certain details. I was going to say, this sounds like they were digging into those minute things, but forgetting some of the bigger stuff. They were forgetting some fundamental things in life, which are also commands of God to show justice, Mm. to show mercy, and to be faithful in what you're doing. So could we start this by saying this is not an either-or conversation? Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) Now then let's go to um, a passage that one young man told me. This is really scary, this verse. Okay. Let's go to Matthew 7, 21. Uh, Yeah. Today I was having a Bible study with a lady, and we were talking about John the Baptist and his baptism, and we were talking about... Uh, the repentance that is associated with that and how some of the scribes and Pharisees came and John said, bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. Right, right. And uh, then we talked about Luke's version where they asked specifically about what's that going to mean in my life as I repent. And we turned over to the Sermon on the Mount and read some of the things that Jesus said about the specifics of living out a life that is submitted to God. So. In Matthew 7, 21, as part of that, he said... He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now, the the will of the Father is expressed in God's commands. Mm -hmm. When God commands us to do certain things or not to do certain things, that Mm -hmm. is the expressly stated will of the Father. Yeah. So it's not enough to say, Jesus is Lord. You know, Jesus is Lord. Well, and he fi- finishes kind of that section by going, you said, well, I did stuff. I did stuff. And he goes, yeah, but you weren't really doing my stuff. Yeah, that's right. Now go down to verse 24, which yeah. Jesus summarizes the whole sermon. Then he says, everyone who hears these words of mine, meaning like chapter 5, 6, 7, specifically is what he's talking about. Right. Uh, they will be like a wise man who has built Wait his... Wait a minute, you skipped a real important part of that verse. Oh, sorry. Back up. Here's these words of mine, and does them... Uh-oh. <laughs> and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. All right, so when you hear those specifics that Jesus mm-hmm. laid out, that it's not enough not to kill somebody, but you're not supposed to hate them, you're not supposed to say hateful words mm-hmm. at them. You're also supposed to work at reconciling with them. It's not enough not to just commit physical adultery, but you're trying to train your mind to be faithful to your wife or your husband. You know, right. it's, it's and he goes on to a lot There's of other so things. So many things. It's yeah. not enough just to not swear and break your word, but you shouldn't break your word ever, whether you take an oath or not. You know, and so he goes into a number of those details, and then he says, if you hear what I've said and you do them. do them. Yeah. So the doing of God's commands, and those commands are very specific in many case cases, the doing of those commands is true submission to God or allowing the reign of God, the mm-hmm. rule of God, the kingdom of God 
to be real in your life. And if we stay in the generic and we think we get a pass on the specifics, we're not listening to Jesus. So it's not just enough to say, yeah, I like that, or I think that's a good idea. No. It's we actually have to live it out. We have to do it. Okay. And and God knows, and the the naysayers will say, well, we're not saved by works. We're not saved by perfectly doing. God right. knows we'll never be perfect in our attempts at doing. While that's true, it's a long ways from saying that in God's mind, the doing is not important. Because God wants us to be busy about trying to do what he said to do, knowing yeah. that we'll no, never measure up perfectly. So this is where you know, they're bringing in the whole <clears throat> concept of by grace you've been saved and all that sort of idea. Yes, so, which is true. Which is true, but does that mean that then we get to just do whatever we want? This is a setup. Yeah. Uh, do whatever we want, and grace will continue to cover us even after salvation. Well, the apostles said, shall we keep on sinning so that grace may increase? May it never be. How can we who died to sin live any longer therein? Yeah. So again, there's that transition of you have died to sin. That means you don't want to desire it anymore. And if you don't desire and live in that way, there's some way different that we should be living. Yeah. And, you know, he says in that same Romans passage, you know, consider yourself to be dead to sin after you're baptized into Christ, Romans 6, 11. Mm -hmm. And then he says, present your members unto God as instruments of righteousness. So you're actively trying to do what yeah. God tells you to do. Again, going back, now you've heard the message. Now we're trying to do it. Yeah. And, and the doing of it daily to walk in the light and be cleansed of our sins, mm -hmm. we need to be pursuing the doing. Now, um, lest some people think that's delving too far into the minutia, let's look at a couple of really basic overarching passages that, that talk about this. Okay. Um, in the book of Colossians, okay. in uh, Colossians chapter 2 and 3, um, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, he talks about our conversion, you know. Yeah. And then in Colossians 2, 20, he says, since then you have died with Christ, mm -hmm. right? Died to the elemental spirits of the world. Yeah, and yeah. He, he, you know, and if you go back to the baptismal passage in 2, 11 through 13, mm -hmm. he talks about dying with Christ, being buried with Christ, being raised, raised through the working of God and all that. Mm -hmm. So he's referring back to that. If you've really died to Christ, then you die to these worldly rudimentary teachings. And if you keep reading the section, you die to a, all kinds of other behavior, Right. which is God says you're not supposed to do it specifically, but then if you go to chapter 3, verse 1, look what he says. It says, Then if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And if you keep reading, which you're supposed to, not you, but everybody, yeah. you're going to read the specifics mm -hmm. of what you put away when you die with Christ and what you put on when you are raised with Christ and you're seeking actively those things that are above. So the description is of people who have submitted themselves to Jesus as Lord and are actively seeking to do his will as specifically expressed yeah. in his word. So maybe the person who hears it and assents to it, and they're like, yeah, that's a good idea, they're going to just kind of generally wander, and they might do some good, some bad, but they're just kind of hoping that life will generally work out, whereas someone who is 
actively desiring to do is going to be the way it phrases here seeking the good things yeah and and i think a lot of people out there and maybe people that are not listening today on this uh, podcast whatever you call this thing we're doing but uh it's a podcast okay but (laughs) they they sort of feel like you know as long as they go to church and everything they don't really have to worry too much about all the specifics of the thou shalt and and thou shalt not another passage that's really helpful in this ephesians chapter 4 okay and ephesians is a great doctrinal book that gives all the basics about christ and his redemptive work and the implications of that in our lives yeah but in ephesians 4 verse 17 he talks about not living the way the gentiles live anymore what does he say there two or three verses yeah he says now this i say and testify in the lord that you Mm -hmm. must no longer walk as the gentiles do in the futility of their minds they are darkened in their understanding alienated from life of god because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their hearts they have become callous and have given up, given themselves up to sensuality, greed, to practice every kind of impurity. All right, in about verse 20 or 21, he says, But you did not learn Christ that way, if mm-hmm. indeed you heard of him and were taught of him, as the truth is in Jesus, right. that you should put away as concerning your former manner of life, the mm-hmm. old man that is corrupted after deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Right. And put on the new man that after God has been created in holiness and righteousness of truth. Now, see, we all get that. We're supposed to put off the old man, put on the new man, but then we leave it there. Yeah. It's an, again, it's a nice idea. Well, it's a great how, concept, but it doesn't have any specifics to make it real. Yeah. And I think that's the, we all go, well, we were baptized, so we're raised anew. Yeah, but, uh, but there's some... <laughs> Pacifics about putting off that old man. Put, no, wait, stay in that same passage. I'm, I'm holding it. I'm holding it. Go to got? verse 25 where he actually begins to get into specific behaviors yep. that need to be exchanged for new behaviors, like okay. verse 25. 25, put away falsehood. Lest e- let each one of you speak the truth with your neighbors, for we are members one of another. All right, so to put on the new man and put off the old, you got to quit lying and start telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Verse 26. That's very specific. Yeah. 26. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. All right, in verse 28, keep going. 28. Let the thief no longer steal but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands. So Don't that he may steal, have work, and share. You know, this is specific. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other specifics if you keep reading that. Yeah. So in order to be a Christian, in order to be walking in the light, as if we're walking down a path that is illuminated by the commands of God on both sides, mm-hmm. if you're walking in the light, you are specifically seeking to do the actual individual things that God commands us to do. That's how he rules our lives. Yeah, and I think, again, this is where something that many Christians on a regular basis will say and repeat, but we don't realize the power of it is back there in in that 5, 6, 7 section of Matthew, we'd go to the Lord's Prayer. We say it all the time. We repeat it. But right in the middle it says, Your will be done. On earth. On earth as it is in heaven. And somehow we don't think that we're responsible for helping that be done. Well, his will is only done when people are doing it. Yeah. It's like, your will be done. 
and then we just live however we want to. See, we, or, we say that as God, whatever you want to make us do, make us do it. That's not what that means. Or let it happen somehow. No, maybe that not means with us. The reign yeah. of God, the kingdom of God is wherever people are submitted to his will. Yeah, who are are conscientiously and on purpose doing his will. That's where the rule yeah. of God exists. There we go. And if they're not conscientiously and purposefully trying to do his will, then they're not doing what God wants them to do, and they're not letting God rule in their life. Because And I know we've mentioned this in videos before, but I think sometimes we, we go to a passage like Ephesians or the different places, and people will say, well, that was just the apostles later. But we've shown in multiple times Jesus says the same thing, and sometimes maybe not with the specifics, but just as clearly, you got to do what I'm calling you to do. you got to change your life if you're truly following me. Yes, and the, the genuine pursuit of the doing of God's command is a requirement for God's grace and favor. Mm. I didn't say the perfect performance of it because no person yes. is perfect, but the genuine heartfelt pursuit of it is a a characteristic of the person walking in the light. Mm. Look at Ephesians 5, verse uh, 15 there, I think. Let's see, see what that says. Yeah, look carefully that you walk not as then wise, but as the wise, that section. Yeah, yeah, read that specifically. Right. So look carefully then how you walk, not as the unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. All right, that part that you just read, look carefully how you walk. Mm-hmm. If, if you read that in several different translations, be very careful how you live. This means yeah. that there is a very on purpose, I'm working to do this, I'm working not to do that. And you're making the most of the time because you're, you're strategically making choices to do God's will on a daily basis and by doing that, you're making the most of the time. At, at home yeah. with your husband or wife, you're specifically trying to do as God told you to do. With your children, you're specifically trying to do as God told you to do. Yeah. With um, your speech, etc. Yeah, yeah. Verse 17 finishes it out by going, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. Yeah, and, and that means, whoever's out there, you got to understand what God commands us in his word. Mm. Understanding the will of God. You know, some people have this idea, and we can do another video on this. God's plan for my life. Like God has every step of your life mapped out, and he's just going to make you do that. No. Yeah. I think the, we've done something. If we have, I'll put it in the little taggies. Up yeah, above. the will of God is his commands, and you have to choose. You're not just going to be shoved. You have to choose right. to walk that path. Yeah. I think that's where... I mean, if you go back and you look throughout the stories of the Old Testament and the history of God's people, there's plenty of times, yeah, he would kind of maneuver to get his will done, but most of the time the people still have to choose to follow him, and when they choose not to, we see the consequences. Right. So it's like we're used to seeing that play out in Old Testament narratives, and we kind of shove that in a box. Okay, to go, make that more clear, what you're trying to say, I think, you correct me if I'm wrong. Let's see. If... If we look at the promise to Abraham and all the I will statements there, mm -hmm. I will make of you a great nation. Well, yeah. God was going to do that regardless of what man did. Right. But that didn't have to do with anybody's salvation. Right. All right. I will bless you, Abraham, and make your name great. You know, in you, in your offspring, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That was God's doing. Man has nothing to do with that. Yeah. All right. But 
in the, in the individual salvation of people, they chose right or wrong. They chose yeah. to do God's will or not. Yeah, I see it play out the most in, in like all the stories of the kings. You would have a great king, and he would choo- it would say he chose to follow God. He you know, established Passover. He did all this, and guess what? He prospered, and the kingdom did well. Then the son comes along, and he did what was wrong, and he right. worshipped Asherah, and he did all this, and guess what? The kingdom goes to pot, you know, and all this stuff happens. And it was like each guy, even though they all had the same promises made to them, they got to choose what they would do for good or for bad. Right, like choose ye this day whom you will serve. There you go. So here, here's what we're trying to say. <clears throat> I see this trend, and maybe I'm wrong. Y'all help me out there. May, say you're all wet, old, old man. Um, comment below with your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> comment below. But I see this trend where people say, we're Christians. Mm-hmm. And they, they call their household Christians. But in many of the specific things which they approve of or which they do or which they're not willing to say is right or wrong, they are going along with very non-Christian, non-biblical values, mm-hmm. and they're, they're allowing their children to think that they can live in ways that are not biblical and that they're, they're not going to tell their friends if their friends are directly violating the written commands of God. Yeah. Because they say they're Christians and those things don't matter. Well, Christians well, that's are false. supposed to be nice to people. Well, they we are. are. We should be. We <laughs> must be. But that doesn't mean that some things are not wrong and some things are not right. And right. that there are not commands of God, which he expects us to do. I think here comes in one of like these, how we live out Christianity is we are to love our neighbor as ourself. Yes. And we interpret that as love means general kindness and not rocking anyone's boat. But true love is going to require some push and pull, you know, and trying yes. to guide people in the right yes. direction. Yes. Because if we love ourselves, and a lot of us have had bad situations in our life where we needed someone to yank us out of it and wake right. us up, we understood that as love, even mm-hmm. if it didn't feel good at the time. Yes, and the whole gospel of repentance— and salvation, uh, we cannot preach the gospel to people without calling them to change, mm-hmm. because that's the very nature of repentance. Yeah. So when we diminish even something as basic, and we like to throw it on pillows and put it on our walls as love, you know, between God and man, or between us and someone else, I think that diminishes our ability to do the things Christ has told us to do. Sure. Sure. And. Um, you know, I hope we're making this clear. This is, to me, a very important discussion. Mm-hmm. Maybe you would like to follow it up with some of your questions. It will help us into other discussions. Yeah. But see if, see if we can summarize it to say this, that the specific commands of God and the living out of those specific commands to the best of our human ability is what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And it is the requirement of grace. So could we say we're not going to be saved by getting them all right, but a quality of the saved is a desire to do them as best we can? Mm, I think we could say we're not going to be saved by doing everything perfectly because we all sin. Mm-hmm. But... There is a right and there is a wrong. Oh yeah, and so and those are defined by God's commands. So, in that sense, we must get it right. 
but we must we can't necessarily perform the right perfectly because that's why Jesus died. Yeah. But I, I just want to make sure we're telling people and clear on scripture says this is what happens and this is what you do and this is part of it, but you don't line it all up in order to get saved in the beginning. No, but you you in order to get saved in the beginning, you submit yourself to the lordship of Jesus, yes. which means whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to try to do. And whatever you tell right. me not to do, I'm going to try not to do. Right. That's so it. it's the submission to and all that sort of thing. Because still too often, the people who, you know, there's enough people, obviously, what we're talking about and what you're bringing up is that don't care about the details. But on the flip side, there are some people that get so worried about the details. They, they think that by being perfect in the details is the only way they're going to be saved, and the Bible doesn't teach yeah. that. I mean, I've even had people come to me and they go, well, I really want to get baptized, but i got to get this right first. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you have to decide you're going to try to get that right. Yeah. That's, That's right. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're ready to do it. That means you're kind of ready to make that <laughs> next yeah. step sort yeah. of thing. See, change, we let God change us when he convicts us and changes our thinking by the word, and then we begin to work at changing with him. Yeah. And um, while we're doing that, we're covered by his grace. Mm-hmm. And honestly, things will get, not necessarily like life is easier, but things do get easier when you know you have God with you rather than you feeling like you're out there rowing the boat on your own sort of idea. Right, and, and let me say this, and you know, you cut us off when you think we're ready, but I think many people no, like no. shades of gray yeah, because there's room to move there, and they don't like black and white. And there are gray things in the Bible. Oh, yeah. But there's also in those specific commands of God a lot of strictly black and white. Yep. And they need to recognize that if they're going to follow God. I think that's a good way of putting it. Don't. Don't dismiss the things that are clearly said. Absolutely. All right. So like we said, and we genuinely mean it, if you have other comments about this subject, let us know. We always have the uh, the email address pop up, but comment below if you're on YouTube. Send us the email if you're listening in all the podcast spaces because this is a big concept. It is. And it does have a lot of details. We shared a couple of them, especially the ones specifically that are addressed in Scripture, but... People have lots of quibbles, maybe a polite way of putting it, yeah. with some things that the Bible says. So, mm-hmm. you know, let us know, and we'll try to work through things either over video or in person with you sometime. So, thanks, Dan. God bless, and our shirts are actually gray. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.